the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots. My co-host, Don Dix, has a speaking engagement in Orange County, so he's not going to be able to join us today. And in fact, um, I have a speaking engagement coming up myself in the near future. I'll be speaking to the Claremont Aquarium Club, so I'm really looking forward uh, forward to that. Uh, but to help us sort things out, uh, we have we have actually have two great guests today, one of whom just walked in the door as I am speaking, and we started the show here. First on the line, we have Jeffrey Lord. We, we have the Lord with us today. So, <laughs> Hello there, Greg. How are you? <laughs> and he's a longtime political commentator. He worked in the Reagan administration as a assistant political director, had the uh, honor, perhaps, of being uh, fired by CNN for his speech. And they didn't, they didn't like, they don't like the idea of free speech. Well, maybe we'll talk about that. And our second guest is Sean Flynn, who is a candidate for Congress here in the 31st district. Uh, the last guy, Paul Chabot, who ran in that district, uh, told us once and was on the, on our show, he says, no real American in his right mind would run for Congress. So we'll, we'll explore later with Sean whether he is a real American or whether he is not in his right mind. <laughs> but uh, there, you know, there's just there's you know, enough about me here. There is an, there is so much going on in the world, and uh, our guest here, Jeffrey Lohr, maybe sums it up is he has a new book coming out called Swamp Wars, and I didn't get the full subtitle of that, but it's, it's what's going. We see that in different manifestations every day, all day as the swamp seeks to defend its position and power and not give it up to the American people. I remember back when, when Donald Trump said when one of his, in his inauguration, is it's not important whether it's Democrats or Republicans in, in control of government. It's whether the people are in control of the government. And there's probably about three people, in addition to Donald Trump in Washington, D.C., who believe that. So, Jeffrey, tell us yes, about sir. your book and, and how, how what you're writing about we are seeing every day in the news. Well, the title of the book, as you said, is Swamp Wars, and the subtitle is Donald Trump and the New American Populism versus the Old Order. And the point I wanted to make here is, is this is not a book about how Donald Trump got elected. Those books are out there and, and done by people like my friend Corey Lewandowski who were there you know, on the scene in the campaign. My interest was what happens to him once he wins. And it's been very interesting to watch this. Uh, Washington, D.C. has famously become known as the swamp. And my contention is that while it is the capital of the swamp, swamps are all over America and indeed all over the world, and they are run by what I call the old order, which is a group of self-selected elites 
who think they're, you know, morally and intellectually superior to their fellow Americans, um, people who believe very strongly that they know best, uh, and these swamps are everywhere. They're not just in physical locations like uh, Washington, D.C., which, as I say, is the capital of it, uh, but you can find it in perhaps unexpected places like the NFL, um, not so unexpectedly in the media, in law, in education, religion. Uh, you can find it all across the country in different spots. And what's really going on here is they're, they, they feel under threat from the American people um, who basically believe, as you were just saying, that it's the American people who run this country, <laughs> not, not a bunch of elites in Washington, D.C. or elsewhere. And uh, there's a lot of power and privilege that goes with these different uh, situations. So, for example, just to give you one example of how this works, uh, when uh, we get into this discussion of the so-called deep state, and remembering that Senator Schumer, of all people, the uh, Democratic leader in the Senate, said uh, when Donald Trump was first taking office that the Intelligence Sunday uh, services can find ways to get you six ways from Sunday. <laughs> well, now that Donald Trump has become president, we find out all these things with these texts from the FBI. We got some more, some new ones yesterday from Congressman Mark Meadows of North Carolina that indicate that, that the old order was down there doing its best to preserve its power and privilege by, A, blocking his election, and then, B, once he was elected, to their shock, doing everything they could to undermine it. And one of the, one of the most telling ways is when, when President Trump said not long ago that he was going to remove the security clearance from former CIA director John Brennan. Now imagine this. When you serve in all kinds of positions, in the swamp, and you have security clearances. There's this little nifty arrangement that lets you keep it once you leave. And, of course, this can be monetized, as Fox News said, you can get a bump in your income by somebody that wants to hire you knowing full well that you've got access to classified information. So when the president says this, first of all, Brennan bleats about his First Amendment rights. Well, nobody's shutting him up. He can say whatever he wants to say. And he is, in fact, hired by MSNBC to be a commentator. But then you get all these other people in the swamp who have, you know, who are out of government, who have these clearances. And they step forward and say, take mine, Mr. President, take mine. I stand with John Brennan. In other words, they all rally, the swamp war, all rally one to another to keep what is most decidedly a privilege. I mean, let me just take a wild guess here, Greg. Do you have a security clearance? <laughs> no, I. Um, there was something about that. I, I think I talked to some, the wrong person, so I, di I didn't get mine. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. And as you noted, I used to work in the White House. Most assuredly, I do not have the right to walk in the door, uh, idle on down to the to the White House mess and order lunch. <laughs> um, you know, it's done. When you leave, the privileges that you had in the job should leave with you. And yet there is this vociferous, indignant defense of security clearances and the right to have them uh, long after you've left government. That's just one example of the kind of thing I'm talking about here. 
And you see this on display across American society. These swamps, most recently, in a couple days, Breitbart uh, unearthed this video, this internal video from Google. And here are all the people who run Google in, a, in an employee's meeting of some kind the day after the election or shortly after the election, saying how terrible this is and, and uh, you know, all this kind of thing. Well, this is like the, what, the search engine that we're all supposed to be using that's supposed to be nonpartisan, and we find out that these people are, are you know, stacking the deck here, uh, that they had one program to get Latino voters out and then realize to their horror afterwards that 29% of the Latinos voted for Trump. <laughs> I mean, this kind of goes on all over American society at this point, and really it is a battle between regular folks, regular Americans, uh, that I've called, which are in a way, uh, old-fashioned Reagan conservatives, and uh, the old order. And the old order folks will use every bit of power that they've got to um, keep their privileges and keep their power. And they absolutely detest Donald Trump because he sees they see him as a threat to that. As well, they should. But my point is here is, you know, this is why they do it. And then I go into the hows of how they do it. You know, when, when they oppose the travel ban, they enlist the ACLU, an old order institution like the ACLU, which once upon a time defended Americans of, you know, all kinds, and now by, uh, according to Alan Dershowitz, the, the Harvard Law Professor Emeritus, who used to serve on the ACLU's board, they've become nothing more than a, a, a very, very left-wing partisan organization. They raise money playing the race card. They make millions doing this stuff, and then they try and show, then they show up in court to try and throw uh, a monkey wrench into the whole business of keeping people out of this country that are deemed a possible terrorist threat. And I don't have to tell you if you're in California that uh, what went on in San Bernardino with the terrorist attack there, that the, the wife of the two uh, came into this country and they never checked her social media and she said apparently that she was coming in to commit jihad. Well, you know, too late. For but we know, see. But we know jihad is just a str uh, self improvement struggle. I mean, it's going to the yeah, gym more often. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and, and let's let, begin. Let, let and me, they try and say they try and say this is racist. Well, let's just shift. Just let's shift the field here for a second. Before, let me hang on, hang on. Let me, let me stop yeah. you there. We need to, we need to take a break here. We're a little long on this segment, so let's have a okay. word from Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. And we will continue our conversation with the Lord after this message. <laughs> Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, here on AM590 The Answer. Let me talk to you seniors for a moment. Have you been hearing people talk about reverse mortgages and wondering what those are all about? Let me make it simple for you. A reverse mortgage is exactly the same as any other mortgage with one exception. You don't have to pay monthly payments if you don't want to. You still get a monthly statement and you can send in payments if you want to. They're just not required. So your next question is, where does that leave my kids when at some point I pass away? Did I just give their inheritance to the bank? The answer is no. Your kids will inherit the same amount as they would have otherwise 
with the exception of anything that you want or anything that you need between now and your final day on Earth. If this sounds like something that might enhance your retirement years and you want to talk to someone who can make it just that simple, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, toll-free, area code 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday mornings at 10, Saturday nights at 9, and Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock, right here on AM 590, The Answer. Licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate, broker license number 01147747, NMLS 9873, and California Finance Lenders License number 603K610. AM 590, The Answer. This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. We are joined by political commentator Jeffrey Lord and congressional candidate Sean Flynn. We've been talking about your book, uh, Jeff, about the upcoming book, The Swamp Wars, uh, Donald Trump and the New American Populism versus the Old Order. The old order, which I often refer to as the ruling class, who think right. themselves as morally and intellectually superior. Does their record of governance justify that on either count? No. No, which is why Donald Trump is in the White House in the first place. And I, I'm old enough to remember uh, a book called uh, The Best and the Brightest. And it was written by the late David Halberstam, a Pulitzer Prize winner. And it was about all the, the, the intellectuals and, and people not unlike this who flooded Washington, D.C. in the early 1960s and took over the government on the assumption that they were, gonna, they were so smart, etc. Well, these are the people who eventually produced Vietnam. <laughs> that went well. Mm-hmm. And his point then and my point now is you've got this same attitude here and this arrogance uh, and elitism affects their decision making. They have frequently no practical knowledge of what they're doing, and one thing leads to another, which leads to another, which leads to whether it's mistakes in national security, or domestic policy, uh, or or just fiddling around in you know the, the national football league. You get into one mess and one scrape after another because of their their arrogance, and they are. To be perfectly candid, no brighter. I mean, I, you know, I would, as the late William F. Buckley once said, uh, something to the effect that he would rather be governed by the first 100 people in the Boston phone directory than the entire faculty of Harvard. That's, in essence, what we're talking about here. Absolutely. And there's probably no issue that illustrates this any more than immigration is. Well, that's right. Uh, and I was, I was just I was starting to say to you, let's take the whole Muslim factor out of this. If I were, uh, and I am, part Irish, and there were a full-scale war going on in Northern Ireland between Catholics and Protestants and all this, and you had a significant component of the Irish Republican Army operating out of America, you know, in Boston and New York and cities with heavily Irish populations, you wouldn't, if you were the authorities, be concentrating on Muslims or the Jewish population or the Polish population to find the people who were doing this. You you deal with people who of Irish heritage who are involved in the IRA. Uh, it makes perfect sense for a Muslim ban, uh, as it's been called, a travel ban, from countries that have an expressed hostility to the United States at this particular time and have populations like the woman who came here and killed these people in San Bernardino. Uh, you, you go where the problem is and 
uh, as I had a chance to say in the day that President, then candidate Trump himself, this has been going on in American history right from the get-go. And, and uh, the Alien Enemies Act was passed by President John Adams in 1796, and it was to target, uh, believe it or not, people of French descent who were here that they were concerned were supporting uh, a French-style revolution in America. And has since been used. It's still on the books today, and it was has been used significantly since against uh, British uh, um, immigrants here in America during the War of 1812. Germans, Japanese, uh, Iranians. Jimmy Carter used uh, another immigration act against Iranians in uh, 1979 and 1980. This kind of thing, protecting yourself from a particular population, who at the moment. Is, is vociferously anti-American is perfectly normal and natural, and there's nothing wrong with it, much less is it racist. So uh, you just have to take these people on, and this is what they do. They try and misrepresent the argument. And it's not just terrorism. It's not just that, but it's, you look at the border. The public wants the border secure. Not only are illegal immigrants pouring across, they're just a video recently released as a rancher down there, put a hidden camera, and for 25 minutes... A continuous stream of illegal immigrants crossing the border. Ninety yes. percent plus I, of the drugs that are. Kill- I mean, this this one issue, and this should this should, in my judgment, should be the the issue of this election. Exactly. Ninety percent. Story the other day that a number of people that had been arrested crossing the border were from up Bangladesh. <laughs> you can't make this up. No. Ninety percent of the drugs that are killing they killed last year seventy thousand Americans come across that border and this ruling the supposedly intellectual superior morally superior ruling class cares not one iota about those people and the deaths of 70,000 Americans as long as they get the democrats get the flow of new voters and business interests get cheap labor and th- if I were directing our side, I would make this the number one issue of this election. Exactly. And then they go home at night, and what do they do? Up, lock their doors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the country is supposed to leave its back door open, but they lock their doors, and in a lot of cases live behind walled estates or gated estates. So you can't make up the, this kind of hypocrisy. Sean wanted to get jump into the conversation. Yes, Mr. Lord, I've got sort of a very top-level sort of historical question here. It's, it's clear you've thought about this and know your history all over the world very well. You know, it, it seems to me, on my reading of history, that, you know, this kind of swamp elite we've got here, this isn't a new historical phenomenon, right? In English, we use the word Mandarin to refer to, you know, a bureaucrat of the old Chinese empire. You you know, the right. bureaucrats, the, the, the eunuchs that ran the Byzantine empire, right? Has there ever been a country or an empire that managed to disassemble and take the power away from this cosseted elite kind of person, which we seem to be having with our swamp? It, it has been very, very hard to do so. I mean, the closest thing I can think of is the American Revolution, in which we took, you know, the swamp at the time was in London, and various Tory out, outposts here in America, and, you know, we all know the tale as Americans, George Washington and all of the rest. But it is very hard to do. In the writing of this book, I came across uh, a, a uh, wonderful quote from the late theologian Reinhold Niebuhr, who said, in essence, and I'm paraphrasing here, that no group of elites 
that has this kind of power and privilege is going to willingly give it up. <laughs> and so, hence, the battle ensues. And I think that Hillary Clinton represented, uh, in, in all kinds of ways, exactly this kind of elite. And uh, the American people, uh, some 63 million strong in the right states, rejected it. And uh, But it is hard. There is no doubt about it. And, and we are all, in our own ways, foot soldiers in, the, in this battle, which is going to be you know, going on for some time. I want to pick up on that point after another break we have to take care from. And we'll hear from our sponsor, Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President Wholesale Capital Corporation, your direct mortgage lender. If you're considering a new home purchase or the refinance of a current home, and you know everything about every financial option, your income is plain vanilla, straight salary, and you have perfect credit, then perhaps dealing with one of those online lenders you see on TV makes sense. However, if you don't consider yourself a financial expert and you want someone you can trust to listen to what you're looking for and suggest the best option for you, then call us at Wholesale Capital at 855-640-2020. Whether you're a millennial buying your first house, a baby boomer wondering how to get out of debt before retirement, or a retiree who needs a plan to help you live more comfortably, we can find products and strategies that fit your scenario. In the age of rising interest rates, increasing home values, and mortgage products that are changing daily, you might want to talk to the experts that can help navigate through some options to figure out the best plan for you. Call Wholesale Capital at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, weekends right here on AM590, The Answer. AM590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio. We are, have Jeffrey Lord on the line, a longtime political commentator. And you were just saying something about... People have to step up and be foot soldiers. And it's like what we quote Justice Brandeis. The most important political office is that of the private citizen because if people, if we're going to take back power, if we're going to right the country against the ruling elites, it takes individual citizens getting involved, not just and watching Fox News or listening to United IE Radio ain't going to do it. Well, that's right. And, you know, just the other day, I was invited to a, a gathering of Trump supporters here in, in central Pennsylvania. And they were telling me the tale of, because I was working for CNN at the time, so I was sort of in and out. But they were telling me the story of how they got together, and it was social media. And they didn't know one another. And they came together, and they're now this, you know, fairly considerable band, but they, they, they all had a common interest in, in Donald Trump. Uh, they set up their own headquarters in an ice skating rink. I mean, it's just a great American story. And uh, they got their act together and, you know, then helped carry Pennsylvania for, for Donald Trump. That's what you need. And, and you know, the, the sort of downside all the time is, let's face it, human beings get intensely interested in things and then life takes over, right? People have kids to raise, uh you know, jobs to tend to, all of that kind of thing. So there are fair-sized, always, always amounts of uh, distraction. You can't keep people at peak energy for something in perpetuity. Uh, so that's the challenge here. But if people are challenged, and I think, you know, we've got a good challenge here with 50-some-odd days left to this next election, um, you know, it's it's the job of people in that area to make sure that Sean is going to Washington as a congressman. It's the job in our area to reelect our congressman. Um, you know, so so we have a target and a goal, and that's what we should be focused on. Well, and people need to understand, and I'm not sure that 
they demonize us. I mean, we fascist, racist, Nazis, destroying the country, destroying right. them, all this kind of stuff. And typically on our side, Donald Trump is kind of an exception to this, is, well, you know, those Democrats, they're really wonderful people. They're just, they're, they're wrong on just a few issues. Right. And, and, I, and, I think, and it can't be that because underlying, it's not just an argument about economics. It, there, there's this moral argument that we have to engage in and win that our side is right morally right, not just practically right, morally right, and they are trying to destroy the principles that made this country great, free, and prosperous, and they are wrong. They are bad people. One of the things I loved about Ronald Reagan was that he was bold in his entire career in speaking out about these kind of things. When you go back now and look at the famous speech he gave for Barry Goldwater, who was, you know, had an incredible disadvantage in the 1964 elections. And there is Ronald Reagan solo on national television for the first time as a political figure, talking about, a, you know, we can't be run by a little intellectual elite in a far distant capital. I mean, he really laid it out there. And uh, Republicans that try and sort of play the game here and, and become more like the opposition will lose and should. And frankly, if they win, they're not helping. Thank you so much for being on our show. We are out of time for today. You can see more of what Jeffrey Lord is up to on Twitter at Real Jeffrey Lord. He's also on AmericanSpectator.org. Just thank you so much for being on our show and what you are doing for the cause of freedom in America. And hopefully we can continue our conversation in the future. Thanks. I'd love to. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, and, Sean. Good luck. And we'll be hearing more from Sean Flynn uh, after, after the break. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. We just had a great conversation with commentator Jeffrey Lord in our previous half hour. Pick it up on the podcast if you missed it. Uh, Joining me for the second half hour is Sean Flynn. He is a candidate for Congress in the 31st Congressional District, sort of from Redlands around the north side of San Bernardino over to Rancho Cucamonga, roughly. Uh, It's currently held by Democrat incumbent Pete Aguilar and and, – his, claim, his I guess his primary claim to fame in Congress is he was second place in the uh, co- in the congressional beer making contest. Yes, yes, that's right. That's what he's good at. Now, if they limited themselves to making beer, the Democrats, you know, this country would just you know we'd be a whole heck of a lot better off. But this is this is really serious because there's a there's a really very serious chance that the Democrats will gain control of the House of Representatives and Nancy Pelosi will be speaker, which of course means total obstruction for any possible good legislation. They'll try to use the budget and spending to open the borders and and end any immigration enforcement and whatever else other things they can think of. And of course, they're likely to be pushed by their far left base to impeach Donald Trump. And if you listen to the uh, the dean of the Democrat congressional de- delegation, Maxine Waters, going to impeach Mike Pence too. Impeach forty five. Impeach forty five. My best imitation. <laughs> so, Sean, tell me about your background before. We, I mean, we'll jump into all the the substantive issues. But why are you running? And when uh, we had asked, you know, Paul Chabot had said that, uh, you know, jokingly, half in jest, is that. Uh, no real American in his right mind would run for Congress because I, I know from talking to both of you 
This is not just show up and make a speech here and there and uh, do some walking. This is a grueling effort. So why are you, why are you running? Well, you know, my background, Greg, is related to why I'm running, which is that I'm, I'm an economist by training. I've written some books you might have heard of, like Economics for Dummies. Um, I'm the co-author of the world's best-selling economics textbook, and I've started some businesses. And, you know, between what I know about economics and business, it's clear to me that there are a lot of really effective solutions that neither party has been implementing for things like uh, the high cost of health care, the high cost of higher education, vocational training, our ridiculously high housing costs here in California, and other things like crime, homelessness. And so I really just got kind of teed off, to be perfectly honest, a couple of years ago, especially over the health care issue, um, where I've got some expertise. And, uh, yeah, decided that I needed to be on the right subcommittee writing the right legislation to get those things done for people, no matter what their political background is. There are nonpartisan, bipartisan solutions to nearly every big problem facing us right now. But I'm not sure that the powers that be really want solutions. I mean, here in California, what we have, I, mean, I think it's nothing less than a del- what they're doing is deliberate. Not building any water capacity for since the 1970s while the population doubles, letting the schools go down, letting the road, quality of the roads go down despite the highest gas taxes, the housing prices. The, the, this is because of government laws and regulation. I think, I think it, it is just deliberate here in California. And we talked in the previous segment how the ruling class in Washington has deliberately and intentionally left the border open for illegal immigrants, for drugs, for terrorists, anybody who wants to cross that border. Well, you know, you're right. And and the rest of the country should look at California as a model, not of what to do, but of what not to do. We've had single-party rule here for the last 40 years, more or less, and um, it hasn't gone well. And any time the Democrats have gotten stronger, a supermajority, which they're flirting with right now for the next two years, um, they just keep implementing more and more policies that raise taxes, that squeeze the middle class, that increase crime, that increase homelessness, that drive up the price of housing. And if they get the House of Representatives, the federal level, I would expect those people with those policies to try and do the same thing at the federal level. And you're right. One of the things they would do is leave um, the country defenseless along the borders for drug trafficking, uh, terrorism, human trafficking. These These are major human rights abuses. And you think the Democrats, of all people, would care about major human rights abuses, but they are encouraging them in many cases, which is dismal. Right. I mean, their their policy is and very cynical to you. Anyone who shows up at the border with a child gets let in. And liberal judges have been forcing that. And our immigration laws provide for that. And, what it, and never mind for Americans, but it puts the children at risk. Because crossing the desert in the, in the heat and the criminals on there, they, they're sex trafficked, they are victims of crime. It puts the children at risk, but these, but the Democrat Party does not care one iota actually about the children. All they care about is that open border. Well, the, I, it, let, let me disagree slightly. I do think they care about the children, but they don't care about the cause and effects that leads to the children being exploited. Right? They don't realize that our current system, as you're saying, sets up really bad incentives for bad adults to take advantage of children. And part of what we can do to be compassionate towards children is remove those bad incentives um, so that there be fewer adults preying on children, right? And so um, that's the way, you know, if you're really compassionate, you set up systems and institutions that lead to good outcomes. You don't just get really angry and start screaming at this administration or some other administration because they're doing something that on the surface 
looks like it's really not very nice to little kids. And I think that's a, that's a great point. I think it's a larger point than just on, on immigration is Democrats and liberals don't look, they evaluate their policies based on their, I'll say supposed, and whether they really are good intentions, not on the effects of their policies. Well, I think that's right. And, you know, it's one thing to say, hey, let's, uh, for instance, fight for 15, right? This is the $15 an hour minimum wage, which has been a very popular thing for the last few years among the Democrats. Well, everywhere it's been implemented, lots of working class people have lost their jobs, not every single one. And so, you know, the Democrats will say successfully, well, a few of them kept their jobs and got more money. But what about the ones who are now unemployed and also have become unemployable because their skill levels aren't up to being able to generate 15 bucks an hour in revenue for their firms? Those people are collateral damage that the Democrats and the fight for 15 people never talk about. Or if they acknowledge it at all, they then want to go to universal basic income. But then that causes a host of other problems like the high taxes to pay for it and where the high tax is going to come from. And what they end up doing is taxing the working class people again, which is what the gas tax is all about now in California, right? This is the most regressive, obscene tax passed here in decades. And it comes out of the hide of working people with long commutes. Because at this point, the state with these policies is so rapacious for more money. And they've already taxed uh, the richer income earners so much that the only place to get further money is actually from the working class people. So think about it. Maybe you get your fight for 15, you keep your job, but then they take it all back and more by taxing the heck out of your commute. And this the policies are ridiculous. They don't build prosperity. Well, and just, re- just related to that, let's come back to immigration. The same people that say they want to mandate a high, they want Government, you shall, the wages shall rise. We command it in the government. Are the same people that want the open border and unlimited immigration of low-skill people that drive down the wages of the same people that are, on the, on the other hand, they say they're trying to increase wages for? We have, as an economist, duh, the law of supply and demand applies to the labor market like it applies to every other market. You're right. And there's there's a basic rule of thumb here your listeners maybe not have heard of. It's kind of obscure even among economists. But um, if you're looking at any local label market, so take uh, guys who do roofing in Rancho Cucamonga, something like that. That would be a local labor market. Or it could be um, guys who drive truck in the Inland Empire, right? If you look at any local labor market, any 10% increase in the number of workers available will decrease wages about 4%. So for any 10% increase in them, the supply of workers, the wages are going to fall 4%. Well, you know, we have immigration policies that have, for instance, doubled the supply. Well, doubling, that's 100% bigger, which is 10 times 10%, which means wages fall 40%, right, when you double the number of workers. And Greg, I got to say, though, it's not just limited to low-skilled workers. The Democrats are pushing for so many more visas for skilled technical workers. Um, They want to bring in low-cost engineers from other countries to undercut the salaries of Americans who spent a lot of time in school, a lot of time getting really good educations to work in tech. Um, That's not right. And again, that 10%, 4% thing applies there as well. And so we're also pursuing policies, unfortunately, that are crushing wages of people higher up the income scale as well as people further down the income scale. Let's pause here for a break from our sponsor for this half hour, All-Star Collision, the place to go when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. More with Sean Flynn after this message. 
When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And we have in studio with us Sean Flynn, candidate for Congress in the 31st Congressional District, which runs basically from Redlands, north through San Bernardino, Rialto, Fontana, over into uh, Rancho Cucamonga. And yesterday has an uphill fight of the Democrat. The district is has a Democrat edge to it, substantial one. But we have Pete Aguilar, not necessarily the the, the sharpest tool in the box, and uh, not necessarily his far left voting record is not necessarily in line with the working class Democrats in this district. Well, yes, that's that's probably his biggest problem is the fact that he has gone hard left on nearly every issue you could talk about, whether it's Second Amendment, immigration, sanctuary cities. And, you know, even though we've got a Democratic voter registration edge in this county and in particular in my congressional district, our Democrats are not like the Democrats in Sacramento or the Bay Area. Um, these people go to church. These people like their guns. These people are patriots who love this country. And um, because of that, Pete is not consistent with their values and has left himself very vulnerable, which I can only assume he's doing because he genuinely believes in those values. That and also is he's dependent upon the party and the party's allies for their money and their campaign. A lot of these Democrats is they just get their seats handed to them is the money comes in. They, the parade walkers go out there and the advertising and the mailers, all those kind of things. And, but you're expecting, then you're, they, they've bought you. They own you. Well, and you can come pre-owned. And by what I mean, you know, when Pete Aguilar ran for Congress the first time, you know, he'd been a lobbyist. He'd actually already been a swamp creature. And uh, the group he lobbied for, big financial firms, they set up a pack and put in about $200,000 to get him started, right? So you can come pre-bought and pre-packaged and uh, ready to do the bidding of the special interest. And unfortunately, Pete's been doing that. He's also been voting in lockstep with his own party. You know, he promised to be a bipartisan guy and work across the aisles, but we've seen none of that. He's now even a part of uh, the leadership team under Nancy Pelosi in the House of Representatives. And so, yeah, there, there just hasn't been what this district wants, which is real practical solutions to improve people's lives. Because, you know, 10 years after the financial crisis here, there's still a lot of people hurting here. Um, we've got low education rates, low college graduation rates. We've got not enough vocational training. We've got, um, you know, average incomes that are lower than the state substantially. Um, and some places, uh, some cities here, including San Bernardino, where They've been devastated by the last 20 or 30 years and have really, really high crime rates. I think in 2016, the city of San Bernardino had the highest per capita murder rate in America. And that's because government at all levels has failed that city and the surrounding cities out here. And people understand that. And I don't think they're going to want to vote for someone like Pete Aguilar, who's part of the swamp and part of the system that got us to where we are. 
He's also somebody who um, he's promised to be bipartisan. You mentioned the gas tax, which is a California tax, and it's, uh, the average family of four will pay $779 a year because of the combined effect of the gas tax, the diesel tax, and the vehicle license fees. And for people like Pete Aguilar and the, and the Democrats in Sacramento, and reading this in the column, you know, it's just a, it's a trivial tax. And to them, $779 a year probably is trivial. But there's a lot of family. I mean, that's, that's an average Christmas for a family. And on the federal level, Pete Aguilar, there was a vote on whether to have a carbon tax in America, which is a super gas tax on all kinds of energy, on gas, on electricity, on natural gas. And Pete, like almost every other Democrat, voted for having a carbon tax, whereas the Republicans, almost all of them voted against taxing people, working families, higher for energy. Yeah, well, you know, it's 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 kind of baffling that they keep doing this. But let me tell you, Greg, this is a worldwide phenomenon. The countries that go very left in their economic policy that become you know more and more socialist. So th- think of a country like France. The government there is now spending and taxing well over fifty percent of their national income every year. And at some point, you really there just aren't enough richer people, richer firms to tax anymore. And um, you'll end up killing the, the goose that lays the golden eggs. And the Democrats have been doing that here, right? We've got the worst business climate in America. Businesses are leaving left and right. Uh, we've got net population decline. Um, if it wasn't for illegal immigration coming in, the numbers would have been completely looking like a cliff. Um, but, you know, there are people coming in, a lot of them uh, without papers, um, that makes the population decline look less bad than it is. But, um, yeah, it, it's a real mess, this one-party rule and the gas tax and the carbon tax. These things, you know, even if you were the staunchest believer in global warming and in the world, there are other ways let, that are actually more economically efficient to cut down on the carbon emissions than going after the pocketbooks of working-class commuters. And so the Democrats really have abandoned part of their long-standing brand image here, which was to stick up for the little guy. They don't do that anymore. They stick up for elites. And, you know, do people who drive Teslas on the west side, do they care about the gas tax? No. But Tesla, you know, even the new ones with, with tricked out are at least $55,000. These are not average people, right? But they'll tax the gas of the person who's still driving internal combustion just to get to work to a $10 an hour job. That, that to me, is unconscionable. Yeah, and you look at the results here in California, the highest cost of living adjusted poverty rate, highest energy prices, highest income tax, highest sales tax, high in property taxes, not the very highest, because thanks to Proposition 13 that they would like to get rid of. Water, not enough water, terrible roads, despite the highest gas, you go on and on and on, and uh, these are the results that you're getting from them, and, and they're, what's amazing, kind of one thing that's amazing to me is they're hurting their most loyal voters, but their most loyal voters have at least thus far stayed with them. Well, you know, this is one of the the fantastically powerful things about optics and politicking and messaging, right? Anytime um, the Democrats do something that actually overtly hurts the poor, they'll then start accusing the other side of racism, sexism, you know, bias against immigrants, um, they have ways of distracting from their own failings and faults and the, the policies they pursue that actually hurt working class people. 
um, and prevent them from getting the kind of education and training so they could be as prosperous as they should be, every single one of them, and pursue their American dreams. And so, unfortunately, though, this is the reality, um, and it's part of what I have to deal with running for Congress, is making sure the message and the facts get out, right? These policies hurt working-class families. These policies hurt the average person, and the Democrats are all in for them. And what we need to do this year with the gas tax, with the yes on six proposition, is make sure people are reminded, hey, look at your own pocketbook. Look at what's happening to your family. Like what you said, Greg, Christmas? Yeah, we just spent a Christmas on extra gasoline this year. That's money that could have gone to really useful things for my family. We need to remind people of that and then hopefully broaden their minds, not just on this issue, but it'll take, you know, the... uh the planks out of their eyes or what's the moat out of their eyes and then the Bible, as Jesus said, and um, they will be able to see the illusion that the Democrats have created among so many other issues as well that they distract from the reality of the problems that their policies cause by accusing the other side of sexism, racism, genocide, all these other things. Um, If we can get people to see past that illusion um, with this issue, yes on six, repeal the gas tax, I think it's going to have wonderful knock-on effects all over our political discourse. And notwithstanding the deluge of, of ads you're going to see about the, trying to persuade you to keep the gas tax, not a penny of that money is required to be spent on the roads, and the vast majority of it is, is going to get squandered on other things, trains that people don't ride, bike paths, water, you know, part, whatever it is, and those may be good things or not. But it's not what they promised of using the money to fix the roads. Let's take a break here, and then we'll conclude our conversation how people can get involved in making you the next member of Congress from this area. After this word from All-Star Collision, the place to go when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Everything we thought we voted for when we elected Donald Trump to put America and Americans and American workers first is on the line again in this election in November is probably the most important midterm election since the election of 1862 at the start of the Civil War to whether Abraham Lincoln could continue the war effort to save the country, and we're not in a shooting war at this point, but we are certainly in a struggle to whether we can save the country and the principles on which America is based. And we have a candidate with us, Sean Flynn, running for Congress in the 31st Congressional District. And before you can tell you know, how people connect with you and so on, why is this election even close? We have the economy roaring ahead. The ISIS caliphate has virtually been destroyed. We ha- there's one thing after another, the things that are going well in this country, and you have these crazy, insane, lunatic Democrats that want open borders, 
They want to. They want to restrict Second Amendment rights. They want. They, they, these are these people. They're encouraging their people through their rhetoric, and they don't care to go out and commit violence. There was just an instance where where someone tried to stab a Republican candidate for Congress, and. The, I, I, it's not only do they don't care. I think this is intentional on their part to drive their marginals over the line. But why in this environment, when you have this demonstrated progress for the country under President Trump's policies, is this, is, is this even a question? But it is. And people here can get involved by helping put you in because every seat may be the difference between a Republican House that can, that supports to some extent President Trump's agenda versus a House that impeaches him and obstructs him at every step of the way. So, Sean, how can people get, get involved in your campaign and this one seat for the Republicans? Okay, well, we've got a massive local volunteer effort. So if you live locally in the Inland Empire, anywhere in the Inland Empire, within driving distance, um, please uh, call into the, the campaign uh, uh, phone number. It's 909-736-6901. Again, that's 909-736-6901. Go to our website, Sean Flynn for Congress. That's S-E-A-N-F-L-Y-N-N. F-O-R-Congress.com, SeanFlynnForCongress.com, or check us out on social media. We've got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. They've all got the same handle, which is Sean Flynn CA, as in California, Sean Flynn CA. And um, yeah, look at the website, tell your friends, get your friends to register to vote, get them out there to vote. You know, this year is going to be determined almost solely on voter turnout, right? Both sides have uh, their bases pretty well amped up. And in this area, we have the opportunity because we have an incumbent who is so out of touch with his district and its values that we should be able to get a lot more of our people out in my race than the other side can in theirs. Partly, Greg, and actually maybe mostly because um, we're the party actually pursuing all the part the the policies right now that are making the economy boom and actually making it easier for working families. And so we get that message out. We're going to win. So please help us. And of course, Pete Aguilar, like all Democrats, voted against President Trump's tax plan that is in large measure responsible for the current great economy that, heaven forbid, according, is actually causing, after a long time, American workers' wages to go up. Good news there. Thank you, Sean. We're going to have you back before the election, and good luck in your race. And we're, we in the Redlands Tea Party Patriots are doing everything we can to get you over the finish line first. Tune in next week for another exciting edition of Unite i.e. radio. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.